0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Amir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I'm here today with Chrissy Monroe. What's up, Chrissy? Hey. So we're here today to talk about her charity, Survive to Thrive Global. And the reason is um, she's a domestic violence survivor. And I remember the first time you ever told me
0: you were a domestic violence survivor. I was, my jaw dropped because I didn't expect that. Well, you had met the guy a few times, but he put on such a good show, like nobody believed like this handsome, cool guy was going home and secretly whipping my ass. Well,
1: uh, Chrissy and I have become friends over the years. Like I met you when you were on Love & Hip Hop and when I first met you, I thought you were gonna be, you know, what your aura and you you kind of like come across like you're intimidating and you're hard to be around and you'd be unfriendly and you're uh, the opposite. Thank you. And here you are in this relationship with this guy who's not the one from Love & Hip Hop. We have to put that out there. No, let's
0: clarify that. It is not Chink Santana whatsoever. This happened um, a few months after I left the show. You know, as as many of you know, I was on season five of Love & Hip Hop New York. I was dating a married man, a very successful, multi-platinum, multi-Grammy winning producer. Um, He was a married man. We were together for about two years, but the show... um, you no, know, it all played on the show and at the end of the season we actually broke up because he did not honor his word and got the divorce from his wife. So fast forward a few months later I'm hosting a charity event in Manhattan, and I meet this hot, sexy guy who's 13 years my junior. Yeah, he was younger than you. Yes. I remember that. He was young and good looking. He was yes. a good looking Everywhere you know. we went, the chicks were the one. Yeah. I'm like, back yeah. off. He's with me. Yeah.
1: So I um, was at an event with you that was all the way uptown, and he was with you. And there was a girl sitting next to me who was one of my friends that I had brought who was kind of giving googly eyes with him. I was like, you yeah. got to stop that. What's Everywhere going? we
0: went. No, I was so used to it. And you know what? That's fine. And, uh, you know, um, that's to be a
1: given when you're with a fine looking man. But it kind of starts what you're saying about the idea that if you're with somebody and he's getting attention from other women, then the first thing you do is you think about the fact that you don't want to lose him. To these exactly. other women. So it becomes a little bit of a competition. Well, so, it
0: didn't even, if that didn't bother me. I would get more mad at him for the way he handled it. Um, right. Come to oh, okay. find out after we broke up, he was telling women that he was my security and my driver, that he oh, worked God, for me, that he it. wasn't even wi- with me. But meanwhile, we lived together. He, no, he didn't, you guys didn't <laughs> live together. He moved into your place. Yes. He was actually on parole. And Did you know this? Although, yes. Okay. I knew that. So but that you wasn't know, a surprise. I was so happy, you know for me jumping into the reality tv world was just a major life change it's a lot of stress most most people don't realize how much stress comes with being on one of these shows like everybody thinks they know you they're slandering you on social media every day i just broke up with chink and i meet this hot guy the sex is incredible the companionship is great i like you know going out to eat with him so I let him move into my house. Chrissy loves to go out to eat, so that's that's my (laughs) page. Chrissy's food fantasy on Instagram.
1: I can't even look at it because I'm dying to have time. But (laughs) so, so, but you were. I remember you were with him. You seemed happy, and then let me explain from my point of view. What I saw was you were happy. You were great. Um, He seemed really nice. He came across really well spoken. He was
0: really like super polite every time I met him. That's what these guys are. They're they're sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissists, and they are skilled Manipulative. Manipulators to the max. Like they are masters of deception. I'm telling you. Like, but behind closed doors, they are evil the devil. Take us down the path of what happened. Okay, so I meet him. Everything's great. Of course, you know. They're not the monster that they come out to be. Of the course first they not couple, they hook you. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. not the first couple weeks, months, even. Um, it was a gradual progression, and now that I've been through it, I've learned the the steps. Kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's different in every case and in each individual, but for me, it started with the emotional abuse. So with that controlling yes a lot of people don't understand what that means well what that meant for me was i would come in the house and he would be just dead quiet with just a mad look on his face and i'd be like what's wrong mm-hmm. nothing i'd be like did i do something no just leave me alone and i'm like questioning myself like did i say something he didn't like did i do something mm-hmm. stupid or like did he go through my phone like The first thing is self-doubt. Exactly. The first thing they try and do is control you with self-doubt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing he did to me. And I didn't even realize it was happening because I just really... Was falling in love with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know. And well, a lot
1: of women, especially nurturing kind of the women that are nurturing. Like me. Yeah, you are very nurturing. Um, mm-hmm. What you're going to do is say, something I said? Did I do something wrong? Which, can I just tell all you women out there, don't say that. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's the natural <laughs> Not, reaction. Yeah, don't
1: say that unless you know you did something wrong. Exactly. And you and can apologize. I but.
0: honestly couldn't think of anything that I yeah. did that day or any other day. I was
1: catering to this man like so it was weeks of the
0: emotional so that and just you know well, he used to say that you were too old too ugly too oh, yes vague. so then it became mm-hmm. the verbal that was step two with the you old bitch, you're washed up, you're fat, nobody looks at you, nobody wants you. Um, Has he seen your Instagram? You're stupid, <laughs> right? I don't think so. He's in jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't well, they got IG. They don't have
1: IG <laughs> in like, okay, I got, I want to get, like, so that, so you went, from, <laughs> sorry, boo, but there's a lot
0: of people that want her. So, so yeah, he hello. would say all of that. Did you start to believe it? Yeah. I mean, I knew in my heart, my confidence is so strong yeah. um, as, as was shown on Love and Hip Hop. But. It will wear anybody out, and
1: also sometimes your Achilles heel it gets to you. Like, if there's a little something that you're insecure about, and social media pick right up on it. This man is
0: a predator. He watched me. He studied me, so he knew my. Especially being on
1: TV, he knew what people were saying about you, and he played on that. So when did it become physical?
0: Um, And how? I'd say maybe about three months into it, um, it was we were driving in my car on the Deegan. And he, I said something he did not like, and boom, he just backhanded me in my face, and my, oh my nose God. started bleeding. I literally stopped the car on the Major Deegan. You were driving. I was driving, and just stopped the car. I didn't even pull over. I just stopped my car dead in the lane. And if anybody lives here in New York, you know the Deegan yeah. is a very that's, um, that's busy a highway. That's a very, very, very dangerous move
1: to just yeah. stop short because on a major highway. Because I was so highway.
0: stunned. The major Deegan. I, I just started screaming and crying. I couldn't believe that he just did this. I mean, he hit me like so hard my nose actually bled and out of nowhere that was the first time out of nowhere that's just pretty because i that's said one dramatic. little thing yeah one little thing he it's not like. just
1: because he just he just lost it yeah and he so he smacked you backhanded you on a busy highway while you were driving yes. and your nose started like that's just insane that nothing worse happened with your car getting hit
0: yeah thank god yeah um, but that's so, shocking yeah the I adrenaline. i eventually pulled over and of course it was i said get out He's like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what just came over me. Blah, 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 blah. He almost was in tears, apologizing. I'll never do it again. Blah, blah, blah.
1: But see, that's what you just said is exactly what the the pattern is. Like promising that it will not happen again. Even crying, even being remorseful. Because I think in that moment, they probably are a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and you want to believe that they're not going to do it again and you're thinking okay it's a one
1: time thing it won't happen again and there's
0: a part of you a part of me that I felt sorry for this guy Mm -hmm. he came from a very broken home in and out of jail like he's been raised by the system I thought I could help him I thought I could love him you thought you could save him yes you thought you could love away his problems yeah I was very compassionate towards him because I saw a lot of me in him where you know I came from the broken home I raised myself I thought that I could show him a better way um, no, but it just got worse. Mm-hmm. The sna- the slapping turned into punching to... How frequently? Like how, f- how soon after that did it happen again? It would be like... I think it was like a week
1: later. So right away, basically. Yeah, he
0: had thrown me... I have a picture on my Instagram. He threw me into a radiator in my bedroom. I have like a six-inch bruise on the back of my leg. I photographed it because I didn't take his clothes to the laundromat fast enough when he told me to. My God. So, so it got
1: really violent really fast. Yeah,
0: everything that was wrong in his life was... All because of me. He and hated I wanna, me. I was a stupid white bitch. he was living bitch.
1: with you at this point. He was
0: living with me. He was paroled to my home in Westchester County, which I had already had to get approved by the board. They came to my house to make sure he was living there. So it wasn't that easy just to say, get out. Right. Because then when I said, I want you to leave, it's bitch. Now you're playing with my freedom. Right. If you get me, if you f- fuck with my parole, if you get me put in jail, I'm going to have you jumped. He had women calling me threatening to wait outside of my home to slash my face. They would tell me my home address. Oh, my God. So people are like, oh, why didn't you just leave? Oh, okay. Or why don't you kick him out? He would not leave. You can't force somebody to leave. I mean, once they've been living with
1: you, once they've been living with you, and once they—I don't know—about bills and utilities and (laughs) whatever—that's gonna be. I know, I know, you laugh because you're like, "What bills?" But you can't. It's hard when somebody comes and stays with you for them to leave. It's very hard to get them out, especially if
0: they're paroled. And he kept pulling that parole card. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't just get my parole moved, bitch. You wanted me to move in. Everything was my fault. Mm -hmm. And he, like I said, he honestly really didn't have anywhere to go. So, so here you are stuck. I mean, (sighs) the guy living
1: with you it's your home, and you told me that you've had that home for how many years 13 years yeah that's your home yes um that's not I know a lot of people said to you why don't you just move you've been there 13 years I
0: actually towards the end packed up everything had everything in bags and went looking for an apartment it was just almost impossible to find something even comparably affordable in New York City to move yeah and I was resentful that this dude is forcing me out of my own home But, you know, it got to be where I'm in the emergency room. I just got my tooth bonded over the summer. He punched me in my face so hard I had a chipped tooth in the front. Um, You know, I'm still to this day getting my life back together. Yeah. So. um, Well, I want to.
1: What happens now that, you know, what can you do if you get hit and it gets repeated and you're stuck? Because you had a lot of bad luck with the police, too. And and with the the, system. The
0: the neighbors had called the police twice because they heard me screaming. And of course, he ran out the door Mm -hmm. because he knew they were coming Mm -hmm. and he would grab my car keys and take my car. Um, and help himself to that he basically tried to take over my whole life and my whole identity I think he was very jealous of me and all my success because this guy has never had shit right um but bottom line okay What the what the listeners might want to know is how I got him out
1: yeah because I'm listening to all of this and I I know I know people in the situation yeah that throughout the years how do you get them out like and what happens he hit you I mean I would think there's physical evidence that yeah, he's been I have abusing pictures, you.
0: I have pictures on my Instagram. Black eyes, bloody noses. Yeah. So had what, a cracked rib. Why didn't they arrest reports. him?
1: Like, Was it you that kind of didn't want that They at wanted first? me
0: to, to, to press charges, but then I had that fear of, this is a guy that's a blood, supposedly, the, from Coney yeah. Island, Brooklyn, with nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. He has his bum-ass female friends and his bum-ass cousin who lived in a shelter threatening me so you have people threatening you I make my money from modeling and television my face is my fortune having people calling me saying I know your address we're gonna slice your face bitch we're waiting for you we're gonna fuck you up Chrissy we're gonna jump you Mm -hmm. these people have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. and from what he was doing to me I was in such a mind state that believe me it could have happened yeah these people you know nothing to lose they saw me as a successful woman they just wanted any kind of attachment that would have been a come up for them to be on the news for for assaulting me yeah that's how sick
1: it is it is sick and you know just to that point like so i had a friend um who was threatened by her friend's boyfriend because she was going to testify in her friend's defense about him being abusive oh, yeah. to her. And he called up her to threaten her. Yeah. So it happens. It's very. Oh, yeah. And this guy wasn't like, you know, one of these
0: bloods from Eye. He was just a
1: regular guy that just went berserk. Yeah. Um. So how'd you get him out?
0: Okay, well, he, you know, a lot of prayer, honestly. Mm -hmm. I kept praying to God, please Mm -hmm. remove this man from my life. Like, I used to pray he would get hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I wished he would have died. Like, I hated him that much. Yeah, This was going on for about 10 months. So, his stupid ass went and did a home invasion robbery in Queens. And got himself into trouble. So, he got arrested. He was in the hospital. Um, Just a whole mess. And that was how... I changed the locks. I got all his stuff. I took it to the one cousin who was in the shelter Mm -hmm. who had had formerly threatened me. I dropped all his shit off. And he was in prison or jail. They let him out. And, you know, this is what's wrong with the system. They let him out after doing a home invasion, assault, and robbery while on parole on his own recognizance. What? Yeah. Like he's going to come back. Yeah. Why would he come back? Exactly. And... He
1: that was, doesn't even make sense.
0: Yeah, so he was staying at some girl's house who I found out he was sleeping with. He oh. was calling me to come home. Come get me, he said. I said, your shit is gone. The locks are changed. If you come near my home, the police will be here. Stay where the fuck you are. Stay the fuck away from Did me. Did you get a restraining or will, order? Not immediately. I said, or I will press charges. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, you know well, what? What prevented you from doing that right then? Fear. Fear. So fear. it was fear. And I've never been afraid of anyone or no, anything and in my life. this is the
1: thing that I need people to understand. Mm-hmm. Because, Chrissy, when you told me, I couldn't believe it. Like, I know this sounds cliche, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it. Um, I looked at you as, oh, how that could never happen to Chrissy. She would kick his butt. She'd kick his ass. So if anyone fucked with Chrissy, she would fuck back with them. And I, I'm hearing you say all this is happening, and I was just... Near tears because I couldn't believe yeah. a woman like you.
0: Well, and that's what the thing is most people couldn't believe it, but, but trust me, it can happen to anybody. No one is immune. This happens with men. Mm-hmm. This happens, it does not matter your gender, financial, so, social status, race, religion, anything. It does not matter. That
1: fear is a really real feeling. Um, then it prevents you from moving forward. You know? That's right. And so you finally got over that fear. How? Did, did something I mean, the happen? statistics are that oh.
0: three women are murdered every day by a current or former male partner in the U.S. This is every day. That's messed up. And, you know, I watch a lot of these, like, docu-crime series. Mm-hmm. I just am obsessed. I don't know
1: why. And it's always, like, whenever a woman goes missing, I'm telling you, Ninety percent of what I've watched is always someone close to her who loved her at one point.
0: Exactly, and the statistics um, says seventy two percent of murder suicides, uh, murder, yeah, murder, murder suicides, suicides are from someone leaving a domestic violence relationship. The partner will come back and kill the kids, kill the the woman, kill himself because they can't handle the separation. So that's why a lot of people don't leave. Yeah, leaving usually leads to a worse situation.
1: It does. It can. Absolutely. And um, when you told him over the phone, stay away or I will press charges. Did he stay away?
0: Yeah, he did because he was he had staples in his head. The mm-hmm. home invasion robber that, that he went to do backfired and he ended up getting jumped and almost beaten to death. So, so your he prayers was were no, answered. Girl, yes. God is good. <laughs> God to God be the glory. Yes. yes, he did. Yes. So he was in no condition to even do anything for to that me. moment. But then when he healed, when he's out of the hospital, when he got released, were you afraid that he'd come after you? I did. I was paranoid. I Mm -hmm. had somebody stay at the house. And you know, I had plenty of guy friends that said, why didn't you tell us? We would have fucked him up. Mm I said, you know what? Because I was... So weak. I was actually embarrassed to tell people that yeah. had respect for well, me. Well, it is embarrassing, you yeah. know, because I
1: I can only imagine what people I just said about you, how what I thought of you, and here you are going through this. It's embarrassing. It is. It's I'm, an embarrassing. That's why I didn't even
0: come forward a, a, until I did, because I was like, gosh, you know. And then am I going to be like blacklisted from the industry? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be looked at as a liability? Oh, we don't want to work with this chick. We don't want her coming to work with a black eye to the photo shoot. Yeah, she's a liability. I, I had all those things going through my head. Because that's how messed up I was, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I, you know, became public with it that wow, I couldn't believe how many other people it was liberating, right? When you finally
1: because it's like you kept this secret and you were embarrassed, you were scared, and then when you finally let everybody know, it was like a huge weight off your shoulders and it was totally liberating, yes. And um, okay, what happened after that? So he got into the hospital. Did he leave you alone after that? Was that that because
0: he he had shacked up with some girl uh, in Brooklyn? So I said, move your parole. Don't bother me. Your shit's out. Every single thing. I don't care if it's a toothbrush that's out of here. Your cousin has it. The locks will change. I mean, look. He was out there in Brooklyn. So what I hear now, mm-hmm. a month later, well, not to mention that he robbed me for over $10,000 worth of my diamond jewelry. Mm-hmm. And had given it to this woman in Brooklyn in the Coney Island projects. So from what I hear, they were fighting like animals over my jewelry. He wanted it back. Okay. So he was kicking her door in. She called the police. This was the month after he had gotten out of my home. That's when the police came. He was still kicking kicking the door, trying to attack this woman. And that's when they finally violated his parole. He could have killed her. It's so He should have been out in the first place.
1: But, you know, your situation ended really dramatically. And, you know, I don't know a lot of women's can end quite that fortunately I, I would love for you to tell me what you've learned and what advice you have now because you're really, really, really lucky and blessed that you got out of this, at the at, you know, alive and happy and okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, the worst beating was he had me on my living room floor. I was curled up in a ball with my hands over my head while he was kicking me with his sneakers on. And it was so bad that my hands were black and blue, let alone my face, eyes, you know, my mm-hmm. whole body. I had a, cr- a cracked rib. He just kept kicking me, spitting on me, punching me like I'm a man. And I'm balled up on the floor. He had no remorse and no mercy. Did your friends around you realize what was happening? They hated him. They hated him. Yeah. Of course. um, But, you know, to me, it's all, oh, your friends want to fuck me. I could, oh, your friends aren't your friends. They try to isolate you. None of your friends. I could have any one of them. They hated him. That was not the truth. But anyway, so what I've learned from all of this. Okay, number one, he's in jail. He's been in jail since January of 2016 he's mm-hmm. in there till this January on a parole violation. Mm-hmm. I press charges in April. now here's the crazy thing the law really does not take domestic violence that serious and that's why a lot of domestic violence cases go unreported because it's hard enough to even get the strength and the courage to go to the police. And they're in there like condescendingly, like, "Oh well, why didn't you just leave them?" And they really need more sensitivity training to deal with victims. I actually went in there with an advocate from family court to for support because I was so scared to just come in and press charges. So she was great, and she so even, get some get some support. Absolutely, is what you're saying, the first thing, get some support. Absolutely, and it may
1: not it may be your friends, but what you're saying is. Go to somebody else, maybe somebody yeah, in the legal system. Your friends system. don't
0: understand. yeah. Unless they've been through it, trust me, don't go to your friends and family because they're going to be like, just leave. And also, there's <laughs> only so much your friends can do. Exactly. And, and you know, they don't get it. And they so, don't
1: know what to do. And it's emotional for them. And he
0: he threatened my friends. The ones yeah. that did try to help me, he threatened their life. Yeah. He my went friend after got one. threatened, yeah. He went knocking on my girlfriend Yvonne's mother's door, threatening her mother. He found out her address. Where are
1: places people can go to get information on how to get help? Say they want to go down that route because you use a family advocate. Was it an attorney or was it like... It was through the family
0: court system gotcha. in... Um, In Westchester County, when I got my order of protection, I got a two-year order of protection stay away. So they they have an office for domestic violence victims. So I went in there, and the lady was so helpful. Also, there's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. So that's free, confidential. You can call anytime. What kind of things does that hotline do for you well you know you can call because I called several times and basically they ask you what area you're in they can you know are you in a safe place to talk do you have children Um, you know they'll tell you where their shelters are located if it's if it's a serious serious situation they'll they'll try to get you to get to the shelter mm-hmm. to get away if it's safe to leave uh-huh. um, a lot of these guys you know they have they monitor these women's phones yeah. cell phones everything it's almost impossible for a lot of women to leave especially if they have children and no financial resources and you know another thing too is getting to a shelter you know like
1: i can i can only imagine what that sounds like to someone who has a beautiful home that they live in with an abusive yeah. husband like there's are they l- women do? living
0: in mansions that are married to judges yeah and attorneys and, and, that and, are going through yeah them. so it kind of makes me feel like you know i get that but you know
1: i can't imagine somebody like that with kids leaving and going to a shelter
0: yeah but you know when it gets to a matter of life and death and you're in that state of mind that's all you can think about and just it, just if even free. if you don't do it for yourself do it for the kids because the kids are witnessing this
1: to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul this is glam Mirror with dr Tabas samir what about your charity? Uh, well, Tell me what it is that you're involved with them and what they can what they do. Because um, I, I know that you're very active involvement in, in this and you post a lot about your experiences and you make yes. it very public knowledge.
0: Okay, well, I started Survive to, Gra- Survive to Thrive Global this year in 2016 after coming forward um, with my experience because there was just no reason that I could... I couldn't have not done something to help the others because once I started posting... My DMs and messages were flooded with women all over the world. That's why I call my organization Global. I had women writing me from China, Australia. Wow. Oh, my God, I'm going through this. I need help. I don't know where to go. I have no family. You know, he's threatening to get me deported. You know, a lot of really sad stories going on every day. My, my messages fill up. So I said, you know what? Let me start an organization where I can work with some local shelters, um, provide resources. Raise funds to help the shelters when these women come in, because a lot of people come in with just the clothing on their back. Whatever I can do to use my platform to educate and share my experience, um, and do- I, you know, I document what I'm going through now. I'm still going to court with this bastard. Yeah. Um. He, you know, I put more charges on him. He's going to do more time on top of the parole violation. Yes. But I'm showing and educating people through my daily life and what I'm doing, so they can say, you know what, she pressed charges. I can do it too. I say, you know what, this is what you got to do when you want to get a restraining order. You got to provide this and this. I tell them, take photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So again, it kind of gives you great tips, like if you don't exactly. know what to do. That's because, right. Because I think that that's sort
1: of like what you've done and your experience and what you've come off of. You've got to know. If I had to go back and do it over again, this is what I tell myself.
0: Yeah, it's not just the, the clinical seek help and. Tell a no, friend. it's it's, no. it's it's actually I'm telling them the real shit, step
1: by step to get out of their situation. Yeah, exactly,
0: and they're going with me through this experience because, like I said, I'm still going through it, and I don't know how much time they're going to give him, but you know, um and also we're going to start like a, a call in chat line or a, you know a, a video, um, a online you know, chat group so yeah. everybody can connect anonymously and talk to each other, maybe link up with other people in their area yeah, where they so can get Yeah, so you're creating a community help. for, for that's right.
1: domestic violence people. That's right, because so many feel so, not survivors, alone. people who are actually going through it. That's right. And that can help each other. That's right. Yeah. Say
0: we're in Arkansas and you talk to another woman that's in Arkansas and say, hey, oh my God, I have no family, nobody here to help me, um, I have no money oh, well, I have money. I can put you and your kids up in a hotel for a month. You, you never know what can happen. God know. is good. Yeah. So it's all about networking and finding people to help and support because some people really have no body and nowhere to turn. So they stay with these abusive It's familiar. People.
1: Familiarity is, it, yes. you, you become identified with it. And sometimes you're so, so you're beaten down to the point emotionally where you just don't think you deserve better or don't exactly. know better. Brainwashed. If you could go back looking at what you've gone through when would you say the actual first instance was where you were like, I should have left then?
0: Um, when he really first verbally attacked me, uh, we were outside of his cousin's house, we were on our way to his cousin's house and he just flipped on me, I mean, f- like a devil, like it was like a, like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like just, you fucking bitch, white trash bitch. I'm like, oh my, god, I started like just, I couldn't believe it, I'm like, who is this person? And when I got to his cousin's house, she was like, I, he went into the bathroom and I just sat on the couch and started crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's like, oh, he must have, you heard his mouth today.
1: She I said, said that.
0: Yeah. And I said, yeah. She's like, oh, we're used to it. She said, he talks to everybody like that.
1: So that's when you were like, okay.
0: Yeah. And she was like, after the fact, and she's so cool. She was like, I really tried to warn you, but I didn't want him coming after me. This, you know, this is the same person that has spit in her 12 year old daughter's face.
1: Wow. Wow. So, you know, when women are listening to this right now and they're listening to you, Mm -hmm. what are you going to tell them if they're in this? What would you tell them right now? Whatever phase it's in?
0: Um, Just stay calm. Think. Think about what resources you have. Think about getting away because they do not change. They won't change. They don't change. I had a friend of mine
1: who was a very, very good friend of mine, and she was with this guy, and I just noticed that he started isolating her more from the rest of us. So that was the thing that I noticed. She was my friend. We'd talk on the phone, and now it got to the point where if I talked with her on the phone, she would say things like, yeah, I got to go. He's getting mad. That was my first... Like something's up. Yeah. Right. That's emotionally isolated you. So if you find that you're being emotionally isolated, that's the first time. Like, don't be afraid and break out of that and try and reach out to somebody.
0: Exactly. They'll try to threaten you, especially if you have kids. I'll get the kids taken away from you. I'll prove you're an unfit mother. Don't listen to all that.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all manipulation. And, you know, when you went to say what you said about feeling sorry for him, my same friend didn't tell me any of this, but she said that the first time that something happened where. He manipulated her out of... Thinking it would ever happen again, is I guess she walked away from him while they were fighting and he put his hands around her throat from Mm -hmm. behind. So she was facing away from him and her natural instinct was to like knock her head back. Yeah. And just it was a reaction. And when she did it, she smacked the back of her head against his nose and
0: his nose started bleeding. Mm -hmm. So he got her to feel guilty about that. Of course. And you know, a lot of people don't call the police because a lot of times the police take both of you so you know you could be getting your ass beat but if you hit him back it's all oh, she hit me too so the police take both of you in so that's another deterrent those laws have got to change yeah so
1: in the middle of all this when you're going through it and you're still kind of going through it i gotta bring up your other stalker <laughs> oh my god now that's abuse too i know because
0: oh, don't say her name she i, I don't fame. i don't know her we'll name call her venus i'm not
1: calling her anything <laughs> but crazy but in the midst of all this you had a, a Crazed female, deranged, whatever, and fan. she had a
0: crush on him.
1: Yeah, so y- you know, sometimes it's not always threats from another male companion or female companion, but it can be another friend or or yeah. freaking. St- so I you had a deal woman, with her. Yeah, this
0: woman has stalked me for over two years. But when you say stalk, she
1: actually verbally threatened you. She
0: would threaten. I have over a thousand screenshots, emails. She sent my former manager a forty paragraph email at the stroke of midnight on new year's eve this year all about chrissy it's like bitch wouldn't you
1: rather be at a party no she'd rather she should be taking medication yeah
0: but she she has stalked she stalked foxy brown in 2008 she had to get the police she stalks anybody in the limelight that she thinks is going to get her attention she's dying to be on love and hip-hop well it's interesting because you're
1: not on love and hip-hop right now so it's not like she you know but my point is you had issues and troubles getting
0: her um, I've been to the police twice, yeah. and they don't do shit about it. And you know what they told me? Oh, until she comes and physically harms you, call us. Or if you see her outside your building. I'm like, really? It has to come to that? To, this woman could have a knife or a gun and kill me. It has to come to that before you, you help me. You actually have to get hurt before something happens. She makes whatever. fake yeah. pages of me. She yeah. said I, I blood sacrificed my sister Who passed away this summer to the illuminati for fame all this really sick demonic shit well she's probably mentally ill she really is yeah and she stalks a few other people do have orders of protection against her she's just a known stalker on top of
1: one thing you had another thing so i was like (laughs) on top of that like (laughs) when can i get a break i know well you're good it's 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 the end of it's like the light at the end of the tunnel is showing so you know your your foundation is a great way for all of the people who are going through similar things to connect To have a community, to not feel alone. And before we wrap, like, what have you kind of learned from all this?
0: Man, get to know somebody and don't move them into your house no matter what you do. No matter what. Get to know them for at least a year or two, date them casually shit even Google them run a background check on their ass if you have to I'm telling you I'm so leery now but yeah. you know I haven't I, I've been dating and I know, I, you, know well, you know what about
1: parole? the fact that he was in, you know uh, on parole it was a convicted criminal Would that deter you Because from it the-
0: wasn't it wasn't against women it was like a gun charge and selling drugs like yeah. regular you know street shit yeah, whatever which deal. didn't bother me yeah it wasn't from what I knew any domestic violence but then I found out he had done this to every single one of his ex-girlfriends but they were too afraid to report it so I said you know what I have got to come forward I have got to report this because if he kills the next woman he's with because i didn't report it it's then fine. shame on me yeah. because nobody reported it and if i would have known it may have not happened to me so yeah. i had to take a stand yeah. so um we're actually having my first benefit fundraiser december 2nd here in new york city the location will be to be announced you can you know follow me on instagram at Chrissy Monroe, or at Survive to Thrive Global, or on my website www.survivetothriveglobal.org to thrive global org, and we will be announcing. Um, you know. Everything for the event Good. and selling so it's December tickets. December 2nd. Yeah, so and you can also go onto my website and donate. Chrissy There's a interrupt. PayPal button. Mm-hmm. All right, so
1: before we wrap, I got to ask you, okay. is Donald Trump and what he's saying, is that abusive towards women? Absolutely. Okay, so I was I 100% agree. I was listening to Donald Trump supporters, and it's just some of the one, people that they interviewed for uh, a, a television segment, and some of the women actually said, uh, when one man actually said, well, he has some empowerment, you know, it's okay to do a little bit of that stuff. He's a powerful person. That has got to stop. It's disgusting. It's negative. It's demeaning. But it's also abusive. It's verbal abuse. Yeah, it's verbal abuse. And I want to just make sure that everybody understands that it, it's, it is funny. It's alarming. It's jarring to maybe hear these tapes and watch these skits about them. But at the end of the day, to say that that's locker room talk and that all men talk that way is demeaning towards all men. And
0: I can really imagine what, goes on behind closed doors with him and Melania honestly yeah she's putting on that smile to the public but I'm sure she's not a happy camper at home
1: yeah so I just I just wanted to like throw that out in the midst of just domestic violence because we're not saying he's committed anything like that at all but the first step of any kind of abuse is, is how they speak with you and, absolutely yeah
0: I mean, he has no qualms about saying these things publicly. Imagine when he's pissed off and has a bad day and comes home and she's sitting on the couch, what she has to hear.
1: come Right. Out of his mouth. I agree. So. so, all of the links to everything Chrissy's talking about, we're going to put in the description. Yes. And just um, <laughs> want to say thank you. And I know that you've been through a lot. And I really feel like I wanted to talk to people and let people know because you know, you've been so open about it. And thank you. Yeah. You know, thank hopefully you for every, having me. Everything you're saying will reach out and help people. It's
0: about bringing awareness because even if you're not, you know, being abused I can guarantee you know someone you work with someone a family member a friend that is Mm -hmm. and you know Men are fifteen. make up 15% of domestic violence victims. So mm-hmm. this is not just women 15? getting beat. 15% yeah. of domestic violence victims are men. And it goes unreported even more because they're very embarrassed they're to very say, embarrassed. oh, my girlfriend beat me up. And all their friends at the bar, oh, you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to laugh about because no. they can do just as much damage, emotionally, yeah. physically, and
1: verbally. Well, I mean, not even that. I know some women who have gone after their boyfriends businesses by sending notes to their employers by sending notes to people like mm-hmm. of, uh, so it happens so uh, you know again reach out to su- th- survive to thrive Go- global i can't mm-hmm. speak today survive to thrive global uh, i can't speak today <laughs> uh, <laughs> org org and then that'll be a great way for you to be able to have the community support and That's then right. your event's gonna be december 2nd
0: yes because you know this is domestic violence awareness month here in october but i wanted to to do it in december because i want everybody to know this goes on every day, not just in October. Yeah. This is 365. <laughs> yeah. This is 24/7 and worldwide. Exactly. And women are dying, men are dying every day. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. I got out alive, but right now as we're speaking, somebody is going through this right and it's now. it's heartbreaking.
1: I I want to say, you know, I'm happy that things are looking brighter for you because oh, I know you've been through a lot. I'm in counseling. Yeah. I'm getting
0: my life together. Back, yeah. back to I you know, it's to the point where he broke my furniture. I got just ordered all new furniture, yeah. got my tooth fixed. Counseling, getting me You're back still together, getting yourself together, yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's not going to happen one day. So, my advice to anybody that does get out of a domestic violence relationship: be patient with yourself, be gentle with yourself, give yourself time. Go yeah. to counseling. There's tons of free counseling here in New York. My sister's place, Safe Horizons, are great, confidential, and free. Gotcha. So, well, these are some great tips for everybody listening. I mm-hmm. really hope
1: that the, the women out there that and the men
0: out there that this is
1: affected by have the courage and the strength to move on from their fears and and make make a move to get out of that situation
0: absolutely you just got to pray a lot you know i'm I'm big on prayer and really prayer saved me because it was just by sure the grace did. of God, that uh, he y- went and did that answered. dumb shit in <laughs> yes. It was
1: everything you prayed for. You didn't yes. get hit by a truck, but he got jumped. Yes. But thank you so much, Chrissy, for being here. And everyone, check me. out her um, information and her website. You want to give us your
0: um, Instagram one more time? Sure. The, the Instagram for me personally is Chrissy Monroe. And then for my organization is Survive to Thrive Global. And then my website is is wwwsurvive And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. So she's everywhere. Yeah, go, go on far. there and hit that <laughs> donate button on my donate. website. Yeah, donate. Absolutely. Thank yes. you, girl. All right. Thank you.